This is Rated R, Real Estate Uncensored, hosted by Derek Anthony, right here in the great state of Texas. What's up, y'all? Bringing the best folks in the biz with some great energy, knowledge, and special guests, and maybe, yes, maybe, even a few surprises. Featuring Derek's Dimes, Mia's Street Beats, My Favorite Things, and many more unscripted segments for your pleasure. This program is affiliated with the Woodmont Company, a national commercial real estate company based in downtown Fort Worth, covering the entire United States for all your commercial real estate needs. From brokerage development and property management, including tenant rep, leasing, buy and sell, and all types of asset classes, retail, restaurant, food and beverage, office, medical, flex, and industrial. Be sure to check them out at woodmont.com for all the latest listings and information about the Woodmont Company. Be sure to subscribe to our show and check out our site, thepodcaststudio.net. Welcome in, y'all. Now let's do this. Here's your host, Derek Anthony. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Rated R. This is Derek Anthony, Rated R Real Estate Uncensored. We are excited for our guest today. Mia, what is up? Hello, Derek. Thanks for having me. What day is it today? Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. It's time to party. Uh, We had a big party at the Woodmont Company last night, the brokerage annual gala. Mia, part of the other two, got Rookie of the Year. What's up? Woohoo! <laughs> Mia's been in the business here for uh, less than a year, so we're happy to have her. Check us out at the podcaststudio.net. We're going to get into some uh, awesome conversation with this ret- restaurateur and uh, real estate uh, owner as well. He was four years with the United States Air Force, started his own company. I believe it's called Matt Solutions or MAT Solutions. Sold that, made a little bit of coin, and decided to get into the food and beverage business with that funny name that you know, Slotsky's, and then grew that footprint and decided to say, hey, let's try Dairy Queen and this this little company called Cinnabon and maybe Hooters and a few other uh, exciting brands that uh, I know you recognize. And he just committed to 60 units in the central uh, part of Texas with the new spinoff of Hoots Wings, which you probably have heard or read about. So in addition, man, uh, we were happy to have him, Mr. Kerry Albert. What's up, dude? Hey, not a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Now, do you currently live in Dallas? Tell us a little bit yes. about how you kind of, are you a Texan, born and raised, or what? I was not born. Got here as fast as I could, as they say. No, yeah. I was actually born in Kansas. Uh, left there when I was about nine. Went to Hawaii for about four or five years with folks. Then we landed in Texas, I guess, when I was 13. So I'm a St. Louis guy, so Midwest, you know, you go. hard workers. Got a lot of kinfolk up in Kansas area. <laughs> what so. part? Uh, North Central. Okay. So like Manhattan or? No, actually uh, Beloit, Beloit, Kansas. So town of born. 12. Yeah, yeah exactly. One stoplight town. Concordia, very close to Concordia, Kansas. And uh, growing up, you were like, hey, I, I want to go in the military. Your dad's like, you're going, at, you're going there no matter what. How'd that come about? You know, it was one of those... Uh, I didn't have a clear path. You know, the, the money wasn't there in the family. So it was one of those, I need to get an education. I got to figure out how I'm going to get to from A to C and didn't know what B held. So, um, you know, went in about a year out of high school, I guess, and uh, stayed four years in and then got a job. I was in a high tech field. I was in a calibration, a calibration of electronic test and measurement equipment. So that, that created my, my tech skill. And I was able to carry that. And I went to work for Honeywell 
right out of the military. And that actually landed me right here in Dallas. Mia, that's above our pay grade. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you spell collaboration? No. Or co- co- that's not <laughs> even that's the right word. Said, Cal- yeah. Calibration. 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 But no, we were, th- I was there for, uh, I was there at Honeywell for about three and a half years. And then actually that's when I left to start MAT Solutions in uh, 1993. And then actually I got into the franchising business in 1995. I didn't actually, so we opened our first Schlotzky's in 95. I didn't sell my electronics company until 2018. Oh, okay. So it's like 26 years uh, wow. with that Cal company. But uh, grew it great, uh, you know, based right here in Las Colinas and uh, grew it up to about 24 people. Six and a half, seven million, I guess, in revenue, and uh, sold it to a, a group uh, called Trescal out of uh, Paris, France. Came in and they made a bunch of acquisitions here in the U.S. So, have you always been a foodie guy? What made you? No, no. So actually, it was one of those in '95 when we got into Schlotsky's. Uh, we had already had our first child in '93, had our second child in '94, and my wife was a registered nurse and. Uh, crazy hours. She worked on the OR team over at, Par- at uh, well, first Parkland and then Medical City, Dallas. Weird hours. So it was one of those, it's like, hey, let's let's find you a business too so that we can off shift your hours so you can help raise the kids. And, you know, I'm, I had, I was already working 80 hours a week. So it's kind of like, we need to get you, we need to get you your own company, something easy so you don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get you a restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. That didn't work out that way, but uh, no, 95 got into it. And then in 2007, I think we had two restaurants and the from 2007 to 2019 we actually built 50. We built 42 Schlotskys and uh, eight Dairy Queens. We got into Dairy Queen in about 2013. Is that mostly in DFW or you go down to Waco and Austin? So we uh, we have right now we have 30 Schlotskys uh, remaining. We closed some during COVID just they weren't working out even pre-COVID but this this you know it just got really bad during COVID so we closed a few. Um, and we had sold some along the way as well that just weren't really in, in mm-hmm. trade areas we were looking at anymore. But uh, we have 30, 20 of them are here in DFW. Um, we're about as far west as Euless and about as far east as Ennis and Kaufman, kind of down in there, Wiley. And then uh, what do we have? Uh, we got five, I guess five in Austin and five in San Antonio. Awesome. Have you eaten at a Schlotzky's lately, Mia? I have not eaten uh, at a Schlotzky's. Have you ever have, eaten at a Schlotzky's? Yes, I've oh, eaten okay. at Schlotzky's. <laughs> hey, you need to go now because we just rolled out this new campaign. It's meatier. We added about 50%, 50% more meat to the sandwiches. And oh. uh, we even got Terry Bradshaw as our spokesperson. Well, he's hot right now with his new reality show. Yeah. It's called It's a Mouthful. And of course, Terry Bradshaw saying that's going to yeah. actually mean something. That's cool. <laughs> I'll have to go check it out. Where is corporate based? So... Schlossky's was founded originally in Austin. That's okay. where it was born and bred, right? So, um, but when they sold out in 2007 to Focus Brands, which is owned by Rourke Capital, mm-hmm. who also owns Cinnabon, and that's why we have that as a sister company with the restaurants. But anyway, they're based out of Atlanta. So Got it. Headquarters in Atlanta now. So talk to me about the uh, the Hoots. You know, you had committed to 60 units um, is what I read. And um, to kind of give the listeners a, a little bit about what that you know, I, I feel like for me, at least there seems to be a void of wing operators. There's one guy in town yeah. for the most part. And yeah. it seems to be a profitable business because it's a wing and it's it's small boxes, delivery and takeout. Right. So yeah. kind of give us the what's the launch pad currently. Yeah. So it's an inter- it, it was interesting. So I've always had, uh, I guess, an affinity toward that brand because Actually, even Wingstop was actually owned by Rourke Capital, who okay. actually owned Schlotsky's. So, so we knew them as a sister company for the longest before mm. they all went public. 
Um, so I had a lot of friends. I knew a lot of people at Rort Capital that talked about Wingstop. You know, it's just like they would talk about Schlotsky's and Cinnabon, what the economics were or whatever. So I always, always wanted to get into that. The problem was is that, you know, I'm based here in Dallas. I wanted to stay here in Dallas. And if you wanted to, you know, five years ago when I was interested, it's like, how do I get into Wingstop? It's like, well, you can't because there's no trade areas. It's all sold. You know, Texas is full yeah. and everything, right? So it's like, okay, well, you know, so we moved on. You know, we were looking at other concepts. We evaluate a lot and got more and more serious over the, over the past couple of years anyway. And uh, I had a buddy that actually used to be at, at Focus Brands, worked with Schlotsky's, that he's the chief development officer over at Hooters and has been since like 2013. And he called me um, back in October of this past year. And he said, hey, we've been working on this concept, this, this fast, casual version of our food, um, you know, from Hooters, that uh, everybody loves the food, but, you know, maybe not necessarily always going to Hooters to, right. to eat, right? So, um, you know, it, it, it just made a lot of sense. And, you know, when we started going, we started going back to Hooters. It's like, man, let's really try this food out. You know, what's this, you know, what's the, what, what could be here? And we did. And, um and it was phenomenal, you know, and just the product that we're going to be able to sell out of this QSR version at a, you know, 1800 to 2,500 square feet. Um, it was just a great little spin off. Are y'all doing drive through concept? No, because no. you know, the cook time for, for wings is, yeah. you know, 10 to 15 minutes yeah. or whatever. So it really doesn't work. You know, we have, we have, we have drive throughs in all of our stores. Are you serving beer and wine? Uh, we can, it's yeah. optional. Yeah. It's optional. I was wondering about that because there's no there's no sit in dining though, right? Yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. Because I figured if you want wings, you gotta have beer. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, exactly. So, but a lot of it, you know, before and you know, and and the other national competitor um, is is about eighty percent, you know, third party delivery, pick up mm. to go or whatever, and and so was Hoots Wings. So, you know, we're actually the first ones to sign up for the for the nice for the franchise. Uh-huh. So we were the first one out the gate, um, nationally, internationally, whatever. And, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, 60 stores, a lot of development, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were looking for somebody that they felt could carry it out, somebody that had QSR experience. Um, you know, this is new to HOA brands. That's the owners of, of Hooters and also Hoot Swings. But it's new to them as well because they're, they're used to the casual dining, right? We don't know anything about casual dining. We know right. QSR, though. You know, yeah. we've been doing it with Dairy Queen. We've done it with, you know, Schlotsky's. So, you know, it was a natural fit for us. And, you know, and again, the, it's, it's a simple process. There's only two major pieces of equipment in the kitchen. You know, there's a combi oven and fryers. And, you know, we're making, you know, coming out the gate, you know, our national competitor pretty much just sells two types of wing, bone in and bone out, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and fries, you know. But we're, we have five different types. We got bone in, bone out. We got roasted. We got smoked. We got breaded. Um, you know, and you got, uh, I think there's like 20 different sauces and rubs you can choose from. There's a combination Gosh. of like over 10,000 choices. We've got, you know, breaded chicken sandwiches, the buffalo chicken sandwich. You can get at Hooters. Uh, you'll get that at Hoots Wings. you got a sweet heat, which is a hot, you know, sweet honey type sandwich as well. we got crab legs. we got waffle fries, spike, oh. you know, seasoned waffle fries. I love waffle fries. Jalapeno bacon mac and cheese. Jalapeno. I mean, yeah. Oh. I'm hungry. So, so yeah. on the 60 stores, what's the, is it a three-year plan or? So it's a 72-month plan. It's a six-year plan. And uh, our goal is uh, probably, we bought out eight counties throughout Dallas-Fort Worth. So we we bought 60 because we wanted exclusivity. We didn't want to compete with other franchisees. We didn't want to compete with Hooters Corporate, um, you know, or HOA brands. And the only, the only caveat for us is, is I think there's like 17 Hooters within the DFW market. 
So there's a two and a half mile protected radius around each of those. Okay. So again, we, we're not competing with Hooters, right? If you want Hooters and the, and the girls and the shorts or whatever, I mean, that, that's that's that experience and that's with Hooters, but mm-hmm. it's not with Hoots Wings. Do you find any of the Hooters operators wanting in on the Hoots Wings deal? Actually, yeah. I was actually, part of our drive today was with Mark. He's the CDO over there at HOA Brands. He was here in town the past few days and yeah, he kept, there was there was a lot of calls he was getting interrupted with, which were actually Hooters franchisees. I want this. Actually, yeah, wanting to jump in. So we kind of took the plunge early. We knew this was going to be hot. You know, I just I, I just feel it's going to be a major success. Um, I think we've we inked three deals with ourselves with leases with existing retail strip centers that we currently have, but I think we have another twelve LOIs out right now, which at least eighty percent of those are probably going to lease. And so when you ramp up that fast, um, you probably have it down, but talk a little bit about if, if someone's listening, wanting to start their own restaurant um, in terms of just the the nuts and bolts of the starting process. Once, obviously, the demising of the space, but then you have this whole back end service from POS to, to payroll to um, staffing and the churn. I mean, that, I think that's the number one frustration on just call it fast food, casual QSR is staff and the churn. And, um, and one more question to, to kind of segue off that is the $15 minimum wage deal. So speak a little bit about, okay, I'm going to start 60 stores. Do you go on Indeed and just post? Do you have a HR department that does that for you? How's, how's that work? Yeah, so we, f- we found a couple of mechanisms that work really well for us on the hourly side of things. And then we have another mechanism that works really well for us on the like the salary, the managers, the leadership side yeah. of things, right? So um, with Schlotsky's, it's always kind of been just, it's, it's been kind of fed internally. Everybody knows somebody, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, we're a great company to work for. We've been doing this 26 years and, you know, we treat our employees like family and, you know, it's, it's a good experience for them. It's a good experience for us. And, you know, we love our people. So, you know, that's our, you know, as far as a company, we, we see that as our, our, our largest and our best asset as a company. And you, you just can't replace great employees, particularly yeah. ones that have been with you. They've been vetted and they're just so efficient. So it's just best to take care of the great people. Right. We always say in real estate, it's all about the operators and it trickled mm-hmm. down. So yeah. if you and your wife are an example of it, I'm sure your, your staff is just as good. So yeah. it's, it's so important. Yeah. Because we yeah. get guys all the time and gals like, oh, I want to I want to own my own restaurant. Yeah. Do you have a business plan? Do you have a marketing <laughs> deck? Do you have a performa? What? What's that? <laughs> but the beautiful thing is too, you know, of course we, we develop a lot of real estate. We have a lot, you know, when you're developing real estate, you got to have great relationships with lenders. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we've got that great relationship. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we have a, a, a nice successful franchise business model already. Um, you know, the people, anybody can go into our existing restaurants and see what kind of operators we are. And, you know, as far as the, uh, the operations of the who's goes in the expansion component of it's a whole lot easier to do when you have a springboard like what we've already of course got, right? yeah we've already proof we, of we concepts the model, there proof yeah of concept exactly yeah. so we know what we need to do to roll this thing out all you need to do is you know corporate all you need to do is show us how to make these chicken wings and That's how we it. how to do this thing. yeah <laughs> and we'll put the rest of it together, That's awesome you know because it's really uh, you know, I, I told one other, the best, I guess the phrase I can use when you're growing a brand from three to 30 is just rinse and repeat, right? Get the process and procedures in place and rinse and repeat and do it with number four and do it with number five and do it with number six. And then when you get six to eight, now you got a district manager. Now, you know, get your VP of ops and your other district manager, your trainers and get to, you know, 
number 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, get another district manager in there, oversee that. So it's just a stepping yeah, you know, it's stepping stones and, and you, it's, it's one store at a time. I think a lot of that too is confidence because you've done it before. You're like, this is what works Yeah. where the new guy or the new girl coming in like, I don't know, should yeah. I hire somebody? You know, how do I train them? And, and hopefully you're whatever franchise they pick the franchise or parent companies, most of them are pretty good at getting everybody on board and doing the training and, and whatnot. Uh, one of the, one of the most popular that we're seeing right now is a di- different segment, but, but coffee is yeah. really taking off the PJs, the Black Rifles, uh, all those guys. I mean, we get calls once a day on coffee deals. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're dealing with Black Rifle on some stuff, Starbucks on some stuff. Yeah. Actually, I'm talking to the Caribou Coffee people. They're coming to town. So It's like, that's, how, they're, they're all, it's they so much, everybody's coming. So much profit in coffee, though. Well, that's, that's the other thing. You know, you start analyzing these different concepts, and you're thinking, okay, well, we're, we're in the sandwich business and then, you know, we went into the burger and ice cream business and now we're in the wing business. And should we like maybe strap on a coffee business over here? <laughs> you didn't get into the yogurt deal back what, when it was it 15 years ago when I it was popular. Not. No, smart. Or, or, the, or, or the bagels and, you know. Yeah, that for sure. Came around for a few years. So speaking of lending, um, talk a little bit about, you know, this obviously pandemic and COVID and uh, the, the couple rounds of PPP, I'm assuming, obviously, your your CPA and financial team has probably been pretty busy. And, um, you know, were you able to keep most employed or on the payroll or maybe furloughed and kind of speak to that and how that process was? Right. So, you know, when COVID hit, we actually shut down, I think, on April 1st, we had to close five restaurants. And, uh, you know, with those five restaurants, you know, unfortunately, the people got laid mm-hmm. off as well. Um, we did go through PPP as well. And, and though we cut back cause nobody ever, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen, yeah. you know, there at first. So we're all scaling back. I mean, our sales went from, from 100, you know, to 40 overnight. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, okay, well we, we're going to have to cut, we're going to have to, you know, furlough whatever. And then within a couple of weeks, we started hearing about the, you know, the PPP opportunity and you know what this thing could mean. So you know, obviously we, we started bringing people back and we started seeing, um, I would say for the first couple of weeks, it was pretty, you know, nobody knew what was happening, but then we started seeing an uptick and what helped us is out of our 30 restaurants, 28 of them have drive throughs mm-hmm. right? So that saved us, mm-hmm. honestly. We read an article that Sonic was up 60%. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've got friends, Burger King, Wendy's. Can uh, you, you tell me why me. somebody hasn't knocked off the Sonic format in terms of the, just this you know, the flow, but Sonic was bred for COVID. Yes. Everything about that one was was a hundred percent on. Yeah. We talked to a lot of people and it's, it is unfortunate. Uh, A lot of people lost their jobs and uh, definitely empathetic to that. And um, you know, if the, if the government never, not to get political, but if the government never came through, it'd be really, really ugly. Oh yeah. And uh, like I always say, it's just trees. It's just paper. Yeah. (laughs) They pulled those triggers fast and you know, everybody was smart to jump on it because we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we we needed lifelines. Right. And so, you know, this went for us. I mean, we'd, we'd been in franchising for 25 years and we didn't know if we'd have anything left at the end of the day. So three or four years ago, similar to when COVID came on last year, as an operator, the Uber Eats and DoorDashes were really taking, take, getting headway and, and start becoming more acceptable from a consumer and operator perspective. And I know it's most likely knowing you in the last hour we've talked, you're probably preparing for that, but there's a lot of operators who are like, 
kind of putting it off and putting it off. Hey, I need to understand this platform. How does it work with my POS? What's the delivery charge? What's the performer? What's the nuts and bolts of it? How do I sign up? Blah, blah, blah. Well, this is like a three-year process was crunched into three months because mm-hmm. it's like survive or die. And yeah. if, you're, if you don't get on the platform and you figure it out, then, and you don't have a drive-through, then what do you do? Right. Well, you're, you're pretty much screwed. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Are you, I'm assuming you're on all the platforms. Is that good or bad for an operator in terms? I know it's a margin hit for sure. Right. Yeah. I think we're on all three or four, you know, the Grubhub, the Uber Eats, mm-hmm. the DoorDash. I think there's even a couple other ones out there. Schlotzkis was an early adopter of that. So we've, we've always had that. We gripe about how much it costs. Right. Because literally by the time you pay them, there's really not much left over yeah. that comes back to us. So, um, you know, so those numbers are all getting worked down, obviously. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that there's going to be a new uh, a platform out there for, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that restaurant owners can actually create one themselves to, to kind of help. Uh, What's your opinion of ghost kitchens? Are you going to get involved in that? You know, that's, it's working really well. I mean, it, it's just talking about wings. I mean, you know, you know, Chili's came out with a ghost kitchen wing concept and, yeah. you know, there's some other QSR concepts that you don't even know. And, you know, they're all on, you know, Grubhub, Uber, DoorDash. you go to their websites, you Google wings or what, you know, wings, search for wings on their websites and you end up coming up with these names. And I mean, they're pretty good products. And you create a virtual menu. Yeah. Like you could have a, you could just snap of a finger yeah. and test, call it Mia's pies. Right. And there's no brick and mortar. It's just on right. the website. You go in and order it. They cook it in the warehouse at, or coast kitchen and deliver it to your house. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the future for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's something there. Absolutely. There's something there. You know, where, when we went to Hoots, it was, it was one of those, we didn't, you know, ghost kitchens, you know, didn't really look at that. You know, we're, we're still looking for that customer touch, you know, and, and, and even with even our other national branded competitor, you know, 80% of their stuff is being delivered to the customer. There's the real estate that I'm picking for Hoots is really more front and center in your face, nice dynamic in caps, um, you know, big signage. When you drive by, it's a billboard, right? With other national competitors, you see them back anchored within grocery stores, back in the strip centers and stuff. They're kind of, they're, they're B, you know, they're B back, mm-hmm. right? To the uh, B line. So I'm trying to stay up in the A line. I'm trying to be kind of like what we do with our Schlotskis. You know, Hoots is a little bit too small probably to do a lot of freestanding. Um, although we have a site over in Mesquite right now that we're getting ready to um, put down a contract. That uh, we'll do, we'll do a little, you know, a major remodel of the site actually. So if, if they deliver cold, dark shell, how long does it take to you all to do the finish out and get open? So fortunately for us, because we do so much development and construction, we have our own in-house construction team. It's called AE Contractors as part of Albert Enterprises. But uh, for us, uh, you know, if it's a, if it's a second gen space, like our space up in uh, Little Elm that we're going to convert um, in our strip center, probably 30 days. Ooh, um, we hope to be up. Um, anything that's a cold, dark shell, 75, 75 days. That's awesome. When's the first store going to be open here in DFW? So if I had to guess, um, it's, it's probably going to be Little Elm. I think Little Elm is going to be our, uh, a major training center for us. Cause it's a little bit larger space than we would normally look for. So it'd be a night. It's roomy. The mm-hmm. kitchen's got more space in it. And we did that kind of by design. It's got a nice big patio out front. It's a nice end cap. Um, it's about 24, 23, 2400 square feet. 
Hoot's typically looking for 1,800 to 2,000 mm-hmm. on a normal normalized basis, but this gives us a little room to have extra people in there if we're training for the next store opening, especially since we're opening 60 stores over the next five to six years. Right. So we're always going to be training people. And then we have another site over in the, on the Fort Worth side of things that uh, you know we'll probably do a, I think that's a 2,500 square foot store. So we'll probably end up having a Fort Worth training center and we'll have a, a Dallas type training center. Hours of operation, just like 11, 11 or? Yeah, 1030 in the morning till probably 11 p.m. Yeah. There might be some locations that, you know, deserve a, a midnight opening. Are you looking anywhere, say, in urban setting or are you just mostly suburb? Oh, uh, yeah, very much urban. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I, matter of fact, I was driving up and down 7th Street here right? before I came to you. <laughs> so I have a couple ideas here. <laughs> Things crossed. I live on West 7th. Montgomery so. Plaza. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, the site I saw was only about a block from you, a block or two from you. So That could be dangerous for me. <laughs> well, you can walk to work. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. burn it all off. Yeah, there you go. Well, awesome. This has been, um, I mean, how exciting. I mean, I one of my questions, it's kind of weird, but how do you sleep at night? Like what makes you get up in the morning and you obviously love what you do? Yeah. yeah. Firstly, I, I do it because I, I just love what I do and I love the people I do it with. And if I didn't love the people I did, did it with, I would find different people to do it with. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I love people and, and I love the, I, I, you know, if my wife were here, she would tell you that probably her biggest passion is just the changes that she sees that she makes in people's lives. Awesome. And just the job creation, the, um, you know, just making a difference, I guess, because that's all we really want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we want to, like, the, when I raised my boys, I told them, you know, hey, I don't care what you do, just make sure you you do it to the best of your ability and that you leave it better than you found it, right? So that's kind of our motto is that, uh, you know, we plow forward. We want to enjoy the work that we do with the people we do it with, and um, you know, we try to make a difference. That's awesome. Mia, isn't that awesome? That is awesome. (laughs) All right. We're going to play a little game called uh, My Favorite Things, Carrie. Okay. So I'm going to say a word and you tell me. So uh, first one is property. Anywhere in the world, it could be a hotel, it could be a mountain region. What's your favorite property? Oh, wow. Property. Are you a traveler? You probably work too much. You probably don't travel much. Yeah? Yeah. Anything in Scotland. I need to go. I see pictures. I know. I bought a new 4K TV and they have these Scotland, you know, 4K photos. I'm like, it's beautiful. It's like you're almost there. It yeah. is beautiful. Well, land is kind of probably the same answer. So the other one was land. So we'll assume that's Scotland as yeah. well. Yeah. Outside of your restaurants, maybe a concept, your favorite concept. It could be entertainment. It could be food. Something that you're just like, man, I, that's pretty genius. Should have thought of that. Wow. Um. You know, my son is a is artificial intelligence data scientist, and yeah, holy uh, smoly, rocket science stuff, and, uh, and some of the stuff that he tells me, it's like, why didn't I think of that? You yeah. know, it's like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, and I don't even understand half of it, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just the technology that's out there nowadays. Your favorite city? Hmm. I'm gonna say Lahui, Kauai. Oh, it's pretty. Have you been to Hawaii? I have. My grandma yeah. lives there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. She's I did her best life. I did the helicopter ride. Yes. Over Jurassic Park area, whatever. Ooh. Yeah, it was fun. And then a week later, that, that same company ended up uh, crashing and killing God. like four people. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, your favorite restaurant, and it can't be one of yours. Right. Um, gosh. There's too Where many to start. Yeah, from? You, you have some tough questions. These are... Uh, um, you know what? It's a uh, there's there's a 
And this is corny. That's uh, Marco's uh, Marco's uh, Mexican Cafe in Antlers, Oklahoma. Antlers, Oklahoma. That's <laughs> awesome. Is that by Is that by Norman? Mia. I don't know. I've never heard of Antlers, Oklahoma. <laughs> but we're sooner. It's uh, north of Hugo and east of Atoka. <laughs> we will never have that answer yeah. again, ever. Yeah. That's awesome. Your favorite drink? Oh, it's got to be a margarita on the rocks with salt. Nice. Solid yeah. choice. Your favorite person? It could be fictitious or somebody you looked up to or political or sports or who's your favorite person? You can't say your wife. No. You know what? I'd have to say my father. All right. Yeah. Awesome. He's, uh, he's inspirational and... Uh, Hardest working man I've ever known. 82 years old, and he's still going. So that's where you get it, huh? I guess. Yeah. My mother thinks I'm an alien. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, where'd you get that chutzpah? (laughs) Chutzpah, yeah. Your favorite musical artist, either band or or solo artist? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say George Strait. Nice. Yeah. Is he retired or is he not retired? Yeah, kind of. He comes back and forth. Did you go to the Dickies arena when he I performed? Did not, unfortunately. I wasn't in town. It was the first concert there, and I think the last because of COVID hit after that. Really? Yeah. yeah. My music choices are all over the place, though. I'm I'm classic rock and roll guy and country. I'm the same way. I like yeah. I like all the 80s stuff. but And Mia, even though you're younger, you yes. like the 80s. Yeah. All the yeah. New my music kids do, too. I mean, my kids know more Def Leppard songs than I do. I love Def Leppard. <laughs> If you had a, you may not have a favorite celebrity, but if you did, who would that be? Oh, Brad Pitt. I mean, man, he's just cool. Oh, yeah. Everything Brad does is just cool, and don't we all want to be him? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> your your favorite food? And street tacos. Street tacos. That's a good favorite. answer. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Been going to Fuel City. Have you ever heard of? Oh Fu- yeah. Yeah, they got street yeah, tacos there. South of downtown. Or mariachis yeah. just down the street over here in Fort Worth. It's in a, a it's in a gas station. They have like slot machines and everything in there, and they're tucked back in there. Oh nice. They're the best street tacos I've had here in Fort Worth. I'm gonna check that out. Your favorite automobile? McLaren. That's nice. Mm, they're beautiful. Yes, they are. Well, that wraps up my favorite things. If you can stick around, we're just going to talk and you can kind of just chime in as you want to. And we appreciate you having uh, being here and being our guest on the show. No, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all. Appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Mia's Beats, y'all. Mia, what you got this week? Woo-hoo. Well, I have two really interesting articles that I found over the past week. Um, I'll start with the first one. I'll start with the first one. Um I was just talking about commercial real estate in downtown Minneapolis. Um, There's basically just this growing concern of all the downtown real estate there. Um, People are leaving, especially, I guess a big one was Target. They announced that they're suspending its city center operations. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like I said, for safety concerns, they're kind of moving out more towards the suburbs. And so... uh, I used to call on Target. I used to be in the consumer electronic business and... Went down to Target's headquarters, and Best Buy is also based in Minneapolis. Oh, really? Eden Prairie suburb, but but anyway, carry on. They're going to move out of the corporate headquarters. Yeah, so they're moving. So the v, the vice president of brokerage at Kohler's said that um, they're moving because of his safety concerns. So I think a lot of people are too now that Target has said that they're leaving because that was the whole reason why they came. That's a big deal. They probably yeah. have ten thousand workers there. Yeah, at least. So wow. it's definitely going to be a big hit. 
And then my last article that I have is about Facebook. I thought this one was really interesting. It's Facebook shows off mind reading technologies. Yeah, so basically you are gonna have this device on your wrist and it kind of does this mind reading for you. Oh I don't God. really know, kind of the details was all kind of above my head, I have to say. Um, but it's capable of reading neurological signals sent from your brain down to your hands. So I think Facebook already does that to us anyway, because every time I can have a conversation with my wife driving, and then all of a sudden, next thing on Facebook, yeah. I look at Facebook and I see this in I my know. feed. Like, it's wait, everywhere. How you know I was talking about a Jeep. Yeah, I have you know, two daughters, got... and we're talking about pantyhose in the house, and all of a sudden, I got pantyhose on my wall. It's crazy. I mean, wait, that didn't sound good. No, no it didn't. <laughs> but sometimes I'll do that. As long that as it didn't I... come from you, right? Yeah. yeah, I'll do that if I'm around my mom. I'll take her phone and start saying some things so she knows what I want for my birthday, or you know. So sometimes you have to use it to your. That's advantage. pretty funny. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's sneaky. Very clever. Or, or if your if your wife, you know, you're not home and your wife's talking about Match.com or Tinder, then you, oh, yeah. then it shows up on my wall. <laughs> then I know something's going on. She's like, I think she's leaving me. So I thought that was interesting, and apparently it's coming out after they've pre they're preparing their first uh, smart glasses this year. They're partnering up with Ray Bans and Luxatoka. I'm not sure what the name is, but so they're coming out with um, smart glasses. Well, Facebook well. just announced today too that they may are going to test an Instagram for 13 and younger. Come on, man, that's not good. Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to have these kids on Instagram? Those kids are already on Instagram. But maybe it's safer for them now if it's just a bunch of 13-year-olds. Parents just can't say no these days. Definitely not. So the TikTok, the Instagram, and now. So why Insta, so Instagram? So it's it's they're gonna, it's something different than what existing Instagram does? Yeah, there's some yeah. security and birthday. But people, uh, pedophiles and crazy dudes are going to get around it anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's their... It's their plan B because we're doing something socially responsible and filtering this, even though we know eight-year-olds are on the normal Instagram, but now they're going to be on the new Instagram and have all these safety roadblocks. Who knows? But I, I think it's a crock of, you know what, doo-doo. Yeah. Liability. Yeah. That's it's just to keep the government off their back, I guess. Well, that's that. those are the articles that I've got for today. Derek, awesome. take it away. Well, these are uh, Derek's dimes here. A few things that uh, I had noticed uh, over the week, if I can get this music to work. Maybe not. Technical difficulties. Yes. This is not loud enough. Oh, there we go. So, uh, again, this is uh, Rated R Real Estate Uncensored. We have Mr. Kerry here, restaurant tour. Appreciate you hanging out. So, one of the top 10 things that I've seen this week, home builder Lennar has launched a $4 billion single-family rental platform with lead investor Centerbridge making the latest entrant into this white-hot single-family residential market. So basically what's happening is these builders are now building huge HOAs that are all rentals. So think of it as apartments, but it's all little 600 to 800 square foot houses with four walls, a roof, a toilet. And because people can't afford a half a million dollar houses anymore, oh. So they're renting them. So if land you want prices in land prices, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Cushman and Wakefield did a report and a study. They are estimating the current workforce will double at home due to COVID, and other result. Other reports that I've been reading, over twenty five percent will never go back to the 
typical office. They'll just work from home. Mia, could you work from home? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I live alone. I live in a studio apartment. I would go crazy. You know, we've never, I, I, I was fortunate enough in my office, there's only a couple of us in, in ours. And so we didn't have to do that, nor mm-hmm. did we really want to. And my office is only like five minutes from my house. But, you know, it's uh, so many people I talk to that have been cooped up at their house. I mean, they're just ready. They're to dying get, to get out. Yeah, yeah. They want to get back to the office. They're just, they're done with this. So. Yeah. CoreSight Research predicts as many as 10,000 stores could close in the U.S. this year, which would set a new re- a new record. As of January 22nd, retailers in the U.S. have already announced 1,700 closures, which includes ones by Bed Bath & Beyond, Macy's, and J.C. Penney. In 2020, CoreSight tracked 8,700 closures, along with 3,300 openings, but it's obviously it's still a net significant loss. Wow. Mask off last week mia what do you think of the new rule come on i think it's great this is rated r you can speak your I'm language probably the only one in the office that walks around with no mask on but <laughs> rebel yes <laughs> rebel i know but i love it so and and, and and carrie said you have a first shot or second shot I got the first shot okay yeah. like nick next one get, comes in a couple of you're weeks. half pregnant good I job know, exactly 63 <laughs> percent technically <laughs> well i i had a I, just, I don't know just an observation that operators like yourself and restaurants like you go to South Lake and you're going to go out to a restaurant with your wife and you know most of the workers are wearing them but by law you don't really need to mm-hmm. wear it but are, are the establishments going to force you and then are you going to get mad and walk out and give them a horrible review or I can't believe this I hope it seemed like the last 10 days it seems pretty respectful I haven't seen a lot of you know fisticuffs and yeah irritated people so uh, we'll see i guess the jury's still out what do you think of the you know deal we we, across the board we we told all of our employees look we're going to continue to wear masks you know it's still out there it's Mm -hmm. creeping around we want to make our guests feel safe right right? so we we don't want to do anything to disrupt that uh, balance so um, but obviously you know it's not a mandate you know we can't force them to wear masks if they come in as a guest um but we really haven't had any incidents at any of our restaurants. I was in a coffee shop this morning and you could tell like somebody walks in without a mask and people are like, yeah, <laughs> staring like at him. You me. feel like, yeah, that was me at the post office. Everyone was just staring at me. And you're so. like, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. someone has got to do it. So it'll be me getting high on ground leases. Do you know what that means? Mia? No, I don't. So eventually marijuana is going to be legal in Texas. Oh. This is going to happen. Uh huh. So you have all these ranchers and all these farmers and all these landowners that they could just ground lease, get a percentage of sale. Now I've heard, I'm not, I'm not a agriculturalist and don't know how the, the earth and the weather um, involves with marijuana, but they can do greenhouses, they can do ground leases. So I do a lot of land deals out in Rome and Springtown and the country. And it's like, you got a hundred, 200 acres, man. They could do ground leases and just, get a check once a quarter um i got a very good friend in oklahoma that's franchisee for schlotsky's up there he's got three 4500 square foot grow barns yeah because it's legal medically it's legal in oklahoma yeah Yeah. they grow it and they have a license to grow it transport it distribute it retail you know they've got the retail license and all that but they all they do is just grow it and package it and they're they're selling it if you're not aware in DFW, um, on the financial markets, New York and California used to be 
and still obviously New York with the Nice and the stock market and whatnot. But I kind of made a joke a couple years ago that I had a, a piece of land over in Roanoke and Westlake. And if you don't know this, Charles Schwab moved to Westlake. Uh, they moved their headquarters from San Francisco. They have about 6,000 people out there. They have a 60-acre campus. It's beautiful. Fidelity is right down the street. They have about 6,000 folks. Um, TD Ameritrade built this amazing building in Southlake for 6,000 people. Then they got bought by Charles Schwab. So here sits this $200 million building with nobody in it. Mm. Um, so instead of Wall Street, I'm, I'm calling that whole area Y'all Street. Because <laughs> it's, it's like the, the new North Texas financial district. Mm. Um, hey, you know, NASDAQ's looking for a new home, right? Okay. So that, yeah. We, yeah. we need to have the mayors over here start picking up the phone and giving the boys a, in, yeah. York, in uh, New Jersey. I and guess, I left one there. out. Deloitte's training, worldwide training center is in Westlake. So they, they fly everybody in and they do their like three months. They have to stay there. They eat there. They work out there. They learn their deal. It's a whole cultural thing. But you didn't know that i thought that was an interesting take um, shout out to hillwood doing a great job over there that's right business in the front and party in the back mia uh, a mullet what do you <laughs> <laughs> i feel retail the business that we're in is changing and um a lot of these i'll just call it shark tank models where you have your showroom up front and then you're going to be shipping out the back and i'd be curious on how like centers that you own how how cities are going to zone that and if they're going to obviously it's sales tax but it's also shipping so it's sort of a hybrid of not, not, flex is too industrial more retail with a shipping component right um with a, even a bay door and maybe a you know a small truck in the back or something are you guys looking at that or has that ever come up in conversation no no you know i kind of pick my lane and right I'm like being in the qsr it's business it. i don't want to get in fine dining i don't want to get in you know mm. i'm going to pick that lane of retail and that's where i'm going to stick so and my number one observation on my derek's dimes this week is uh where to juice up do you know what that means mia no <laughs> gas i don't know sort of okay so all the EV. electric cars yeah. coming on the grid mm-hmm. right. you as a developer us as brokers how and when is somebody going to take a chance or a risk to either retrofit on a phase underground where they could tap in once they're ready to put these stations in? Is there a master lease company that goes in and retrofits it, puts them in and then does a, a lease to the landlord and then he subleases it out to Ford and Tesla and blah, blah, blah. Is there a universal adapter do I need a Tesla station? Do I need a Ford station? I hope the federal government makes it universal, similar to, you know, a printer cable or whatever. We don't need, yeah. like when you go get a gas, you don't need a certain gas adapter. Right. And everybody, it's like, who's going to win? Or a charger for your iPhone. On the do platform. Need the lightning or do I need the micro USB? I mean, Look, yeah. I, I drive this town like three hours a day and I hardly ever see any stations. They're, they have to be. Yeah thought through right and then the cities are going to have to rethink you know parking ratios and uh how do they make money from it and landlords and is is it as simple as just running electrical lines is it submetered how's the power i mean there's a it's a complicated but big picture if ford's going to be all electric by 2035 i mean it's not that far away so i know that some of the bigger guys like simon and trademark when they develop a huge not really mall, but it's a power center and, and multi-use. They're thinking about the Uber helipad. Oh, 
I've read stories where they actually went back and redid the design to have a, an Uber helipad. That's pretty badass. Have you taken a, an Uber helipad yet? I have not. I didn't think that was a thing yet. <laughs> it's there in certain cities. I think New York and L.A. for now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not here. Well, that concludes Derek's Dimes, and that also includes our show. Uh, Carrie Albert, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Mia, thank you, for as always. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So uh, we will see you next time. This is Derek Anthony, Rated R, Real Estate Uncensored. Be sure to check us out at thepodcaststudio.net. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. Subscribe and follow. We're on all major platforms. So again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.